0: Hello, and welcome to the Negotiating with IT podcast. Each week, we bring you education, interviews, and insights all about how you can reduce your IT software expenses through negotiation and cost reduction strategies. This show is brought to you by the Negotiator Guru. We help companies reduce their IT software expenses by 10 to 50% through contract negotiation. We are experts in negotiating with Microsoft, Salesforce, Oracle, SAP, telecom providers, and other software vendors. Reach out to us at thenegotiator.guru for a free review of your contract. We will take a look at your contract at no cost and let you know if there is opportunity for reduction. Again, you can contact us at thenegotiator.guru. That's .g-u-r-u. And now let's dive into the show. All right, Dan. So, in this episode, we are going to dive deeper into that last part of the negotiation plan, the communication plan, which, as you 've said, this is the secret sauce, um, really where where most of the value and the unique elements come out of this and so you 've talked a lot about just kind of the communication plan and the different phases of communication, but like let 's let 's get into the weeds here of how does someone think about that, and when you 're getting into an actual communication plan, like what are the details or people? need to be thinking about as they're actually negotiating with Salesforce.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Jake. There's, this truly is the meat and potatoes of the entire negotiation series, if you will. And and the reason I say that is because, you know, everybody has heard this concept of speak from one voice or most everyone, right? Which is essentially everyone's speaking the same words at the same time. You know, that's good, but, but I consider that kind of negotiation one-on-one if you will. What, we do is we develop a communication plan that is based on level of the organization and based on the different phase of the negotiation right so instead of saying the same message at the same time all the time right for three months um, we have different communications that are all specifically targeted around uh, getting you to the end result faster and so how i describe it to people is at a minimum, in any negotiation, specifically software negotiations, right, you have three phases of communication. Um, one is the introductory. Uh, two is essentially the specific content in which you're trying to achieve, and that usually includes a target price. Three is the legitimacy, right? So the the, the points that you're making to them um, to reaffirm – and. The, um, the points you made in one and two. So I, I'd like to just talk through those three phases of communication in a little bit more detail so that that
0: our listeners can understand and, and put this to action right away. Yeah, that'd be amazing if let's like start at the top there you know imagine you you're entering into a negotiation with Salesforce. you know what is that introductory? what does that piece open up and look like or how would these phases play out in an actual Salesforce deal? So here's how it usually works. Let's say you're an existing customer, right? And you're looking, you're about,
1: uh, let's call it six or five months away from renegotiating your deal uh, for the next year, for your next three-year deal. So you're just coming off a three-year contract. You're going into your next three-year contract. What should you do, right? Well, the first thing, you know, is listen to all the episodes we've already created, right? Because that's going to help you create that Salesforce roadmap, license roadmap, et cetera, so that you become... Prepared internally. Assuming you've done all the steps within the negotiation plan to get you to this point, now you need to think about what your introductory statements are going to be. Um, that really is about what your opening position is. That's both in content and price. And so, what I want people to think about is ask questions, ask a lot of questions versus just making blanket statements. I'm going to give you a specific example ask Salesforce what they know about your account and where they think your account will grow or decline over the next three years. By obtaining the, the insight that they have on your account originally, you know, without you giving any additional detail, you know, your initial communication is to ask questions about what they know about your account. And only then will you figure out essentially what their hand is. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit in other episodes, but I want to reemphasize the importance of the questions of, you know, where do you think our account can grow or decline? How do you think we can optimize our account, right? Moving forward into the next renewal. That's assuming you want to renew. The, the next, you know, phase is is really the, the content, right? W- what content you're trying to achieve. Now, this is where we get into the very strategic positioning of, multi-layered communication plans. What that means is, is at a minimum, all right, you've got three layers of communication levels inside of a company. At uh, a bare minimum in a Salesforce deal, you've got the salesforce.com admin at the bottom level, right? In the weeds, involved with the end users, involved with the administration, involved with a lot of the tactics uh, that make the platform run on a day to day basis. At the mid level, you have a manager, and that manager is usually may or may not be you know in, involved in the budgetary nature of paying for Salesforce.com. You know, in larger organizations, this will generally fall on a manager. Sometimes sales organizations would think them for those guys being the the decision maker. That's not always the case, but it's important that we specifically isolate who is accountable for the contract. So in this case, you know, just keep things simple. We'll call that the manager. At the top layer of the uh, communication ladder, if you will, is the C-level. Now, the C-level is generally just overseeing the success of the business and is accountable for the manager's actions. What people commonly make a mistake is trying to have the C-level not say anything. And, you know, I made that mistake a long time ago, advising clients, I would tell clients to have their CIO, their CXO, their CFO, uh, to you know, specifically just not say anything and reroute all communication to that mid level, wh- whoever's accountable for that contract, right? What I found out very, very quickly, is that that C level has a really hard time not saying anything. It's in their nature, right? I mean, they're they're there to talk, they're there to be the figureheads of the of the business. And so, why not leverage their capabilities to the fullest extent? And so, we actually develop a, a communication plan for the C level uh, to use different words, but the same meaning of what we're trying to achieve with the negotiation. If that's lower price, if it's better payment terms, if it's reallocating funds to a different product set, if it's different services, you know, it's going to depend on your unique situation. But the point is to empower your executives um, to understand what the plan is so they can be part of it versus just keeping them in the dark.
0: That's awesome. And one thing I know you've talked a lot about with, you know, the C-levels, this, you know, especially where they can come into play is you've talked about the whining and dining in past episodes and that, you know, Salesforce will, you know, they'll send their reps out and invite that C-level people to the, you know, court side seats, the basketball game or something like that to get them to get have more weigh in. And, you know, what I think is interesting is instead of looking at that whining and dining as this negative thing with this communication plan, you're able to actually give them a communication plan for how to, you know, go into those court side seats or whatnot.
1: It's very well said, and thank you for bringing it up. It, oftentimes, and I, I guess you'll call it, you know, purchasing or procurement 101 is, you know, we can't take any gifts from people. We, we can't take any of these, um, you know, the gravitas that comes with the sales process, right? You know, let's let's look at it a little bit differently. Uh, let's actually say, you know, that is part of a well-oiled sales machine. And what's what's extremely important is that your C level understands what you're trying to achieve and the process and negotiation plan. You know the C level individuals. I don't care whether you're part of GE or if you're part of a startup. The C the C level, generally speaking, uh, is accountable for all the actions of the company and specifically wants to be involved more than they just want to oversee things. Right. More often than not, I f- I actually have more success giving homework to C level individuals. And I do at the mid level because the mid level is always overworked with everything that's coming down from the from the top and also coming up from the bottom. So empowering the C level with a specific communication plan of what they should say, when they should say it,
0: and how they should say it uh, is actually extremely empowering for all parties. All right. So someone has these three levels, you know, the Salesforce admin, manager, and the C level, and you know, you understand that. But how do you actually use this, or like, what would be an example of a communication plan? And how each of these three levels would communicate with Salesforce throughout a deal to to really help you get the best terms in a negotiation. And, you know, it's unique to every situation, but I'll give you a, the most classic example, let's call it. You know, the classic
1: example is you have a current contract in place right now. You're trying to save some money off your baseline. And that's our, our statement for, you know, your, your current costs, if you will. Right. Um, you might have, let's call it 10 or 15 percent growth in your contract that you're planning for the next three years. But you don't necessarily want Salesforce to know that. You also, uh, based on you know different intelligence out there, know that they have already booked in 10% growth in your account. So they're going to be looking for growth far exceeding 10% um, t- just to hit their sales targets, right? So here's uh, here's what you do. And let's just use our, our, our recent example of having three levels of communication uh, inside of an organization. If you're the Salesforce admin, right? Let's talk about level one. Uh, you know, you're involved in the day to day interaction with the end users. You know, there's a lot of noise at that level, right? And so what Salesforce will do is they'll contact you to see how everything is going in your account. You know, how the end users are liking the tool, etc. And they're specifically going to try to understand if there's an area of growth opportunity, uh, to make your life easier because they know what the weeds looks like inside of the platform at the admin level, right? Um, It's a very, very valuable and important role, but it gets involved with lots of um, nuanced and tactical behavior uh, from your end users, right? Uh, So they're going to be looking for ways to make your life easier. You as the admin, you know, it's very common to think about all the different ways Uh, in which, you know, the platform could make your life easier if, of course, you had an unlimited checkbook, right? All these things come at a cost. So assuming you are, you know, looking out for the best interest of the firm, which 99.9% of our clients are, you want to say something like this, you know, if Salesforce contacts you How's everything going, you want to say, you know, it's going good. I'm getting involved in a lot of tactical items back and forth. The end users would like more training. I'd like to get stuff off my plate and, you know, I heard that our management team is not happy with the cost. I'm not involved in any of those conversations. But, you know, it's just it, it, I'm getting a lot of noise of there might be a change in the works. But I don't know. I'm not involved in all that stuff. So that's that's how you might answer as the admin. If, if you're the manager, right, so let's call it level two of three, you might say something like this. Say Salesforce.com is... Uh, one of the top three, or you could say the, the most expensive uh, items on my budget. And as a result, I have to look very, very closely at the expenses. And I've asked our Salesforce admin to make a full recommendation of different areas of optimization within the account. That's also going to focus on uh, account uh, optimization, which could be actual a decline in the number of users that we have or a downgrade in the license that we actually have. Meaning uh, our our end users are not actually using all the functionality available at their premium license. Now, just as a side note, as a reminder to everyone, Salesforce is specifically going to focus on when you're a new customer, overloading your account, not only in capability, so license type, so a premium product versus a standard, right, but also the number of licenses. So instead of hundred, you might get two hundred, right? And they will always undersell the amount of time it takes to actually onboard and to um, to get people used to using the platform, right? So at the manager level, you need to introduce a little bit of fear into the uh, into the equation. But say you know we're interested in a partnership at this CRM uh, provider, right? But but we're not necessarily all on board because we have an underutilized account. We feel like we've overbought in both capability and in number of licenses. But in the next three years, show a little bit of growth. If you're the C-level, you specifically want to focus on the fact that um, you are looking on, uh, with a pure focus on bottom line profit margin, right? And there's expenses that go into that. But you're looking for... Partnerships, and you've advised your entire team to look for partnerships that want to invest in your growth, right? And that's going to do a couple things specifically for Salesforce. That's going to unlock the potential of uh, identifying what we call customer incentive funds, right? So uh, these funds that are set aside by Salesforce to reinvest inside of customers that they know can grow. And that's going to help you in multiple different ways, which we can get into later. But the focus is you're focused on profitability. Salesforce is an extremely expensive product. And you are looking to grow the top line revenue in your company. And you're looking for partners that help them do that. So in level three, level two, and level one, you're specifically sharing different messages but all around the same goal and purpose of we're interested in partners that want to reinvest in our account. We are not comfortable that we have the licenses or products that we need and we need help to get us to a point where we're comfortable. And three, the price point is a very important and sensitive issue for us. If, uh, if you're a client of ours, will tell you what price you should be paying, et cetera. At that point, we help massage the message uh, to specifically get you to the end goal of the price you should be paying based on your size, based on your industry, et
0: cetera, et cetera. Yes, I love that, and that's super powerful because it just really, it, it, as you can see, it's it, it's it's speaking from one voice, but it's very different messages from very different people that all kind of convey this one story where it actually, like you said, it, it's it's much deeper than the one hundred and one. It is much more giving like a fuller picture and actually probably sounds and feels much more authentic because it it seems it doesn't look as planned as if everyone just repeats the exact same statements um, from the same exact thing where you're able to actually kind of have these different levels. And I guess my question would be, as you move through a deal, do those communication point changes at different points of the negotiation and to kind of adjust along the way? Or how does this play out over the course of a negotiation with that communication?
1: As there are three levels of a communication plan inside of a company, right, Um, from the Salesforce admin to the C level, uh, generally speaking, we say there's also three phases of communication for those three levels, right? And those three phases, you know, a negotiation generally spans for, once you really get started, it generally spans for about three months. You know, there's, there's about three months of planning prior to that, but there's really about three months of active negotiation. So, you know, it's it's one phase per month is what we tell people of how to think about it. The first phase is all about that intelligence gathering. What does Salesforce know about me? So specifically, if you're the Salesforce admin, as an example, you would ask, um, these are my frustrations. These are our areas of growth. Our end users want more training. What would you, Salesforce, uh, suggest that we do to increase adoption in the platform? Right. Their answers will be a leading indicator to you of what they know about your account. If you remember, we've I've used this term counter intel. Right, this is your counter intel of understanding what they know about your account. Again, we're not going to use this in a malicious way. We're going to use this as an understanding of the cards on the table, um, and that's a very very important question to ask initially. And if, if you're at the beginning of the f- communication plan, you're in phase one, and this is Salesforce admin. Uh, if you're in level two of phase one, right, and you're the manager, you'd say something like this. What is the price point I should be paying right now if I grow my account by 20% as an example? You'd ask that to Salesforce. Again, you're not going to commit to anything, but you want them to show their hand specifically of, If there's growth in this account, what would they give you? And this is even before doing any negotiating. This is just intelligence gathering, right? If you're level three inside of a company, again, the C level, you'd ask a question like this, how are other companies like ours using Salesforce to increase revenue and lower costs in ways that we should be thinking about optimizing
0: the use of the platform, so what about the kind of the next phase? How, what would be an examples be there? Yep. So phase two is specifically if you're the
1: Salesforce admin on level one, right? You'd be thinking about, okay, now there's been a lot of analysis and planning going on internally inside your company, which you've not made Salesforce privy to, right? Assuming you're like most customers, you're trying to figure out how to get the best price um, for continued use of the platform. So, in, in phase two of level one, you'd be specifically focused on how do I send the right message to Salesforce that I'm in the weeds, I'm, he- I'm frustrated with the platform because it's not getting the amount of utilization it should, and I need help. But I need help, and I also hear that management is taking a hard look at the price, right? So you'd say something like this, Salesforce rep let's call him Kevin, for an example, right? Kevin, I need help getting more training and increased adoption on the platform because I'm tired of picking up the phone and being the IT help desk for the usage of Salesforce for my end users. However, I've heard that management is taking a hard look at the costs and I just wanted to make you aware. So hopefully in your proposal to us in the renewal, you can not only help my pain points of increasing the adoption and training in the platform, but also give us a good price, right? Because that's probably what's gonna be needed to continue utilization. And I sure as heck don't wanna stand up a new CRM environment all by myself. That would be a good level one salesforce.com admin statement uh, that you would uh, probably portray to Salesforce to get the best message. Now, if you're level two, so you had the manager and overall accountability of the budget for the contract. You would really focus on something like this. Salesforce, are you telling me that we've got the best price right now? And based on our Salesforce roadmap over the next three years, where would our price be? Right. So specifically focusing on not only where they think you should grow as a company, But now we're transitioning the conversation more into a pricing component, all right? And that pricing component is going to be very, very important because we need to set the baseline with them uh, because now you're probably two two months out from the renewal. You need to set the price point with them of where their starting point is. Remember, at any starting point they have, they probably got about 20 to 30% movement um, that is can be authorized at low levels inside of Salesforce. When I say low levels, I mean like the VP of the region or of the district. Don't let titles of Salesforce people fool you; they're very well versed people. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's VPs everywhere. It's not like you've got a handful of VPs in a company in a traditional company. There's hundreds of VPs inside of Salesforce. Okay, so just know that. So a manager should work specifically with VPs or at at a minimum, the district manager in the account. They should not work directly with the sales rep. Only the Salesforce admin should work with the sales rep. The reason for that is there needs to be a one-to-one relationship at different levels of the organization. Hopefully that makes sense. So the Salesforce admin would work with the rep, The manager would work with a district manager or a VP. The C-level would work with a senior VP or a C-level at Salesforce, depending on the size of your account and all these other things. But at a manager, you'd really start to create a baseline. And then you would also create your initial ask. So from the baseline and from our our guidance to what your rate should be, you would suggest your initial ask if we were to renew, and if we were to grow on the platform. And then, so that's level two. Level one in your phase two communication, which is your C-level, level one, would be specifically focused on how do I engage at a C-level inside of Salesforce so that they know we're committed to any CRM platform we choose, and that we're looking for a truly strategic partnership. So at the C-level, I would focus on doing something like this. Okay, based on the different areas of opportunity, you see other clients of our same industry growing and utilizing the platform to make their top line grow, top line revenue, as well as business process to to eliminate all the fat in the account, the efficiencies, et cetera, right? Based on what you've told me in phase one, tell me how we can become str- more strategic partners. And this is your phase two communication. Tell me how you can become more a strategic partner with our firm so that at the end of our negotiation here, and at the beginning of our new relationship, we can write a white paper together where we're focused on giving good PR to Salesforce based on the process efficiencies that you drove for our business, right? And so ultimately, let's write a white paper together how this strategic partnership specifically helped our account, not only in price, but in process efficiency, which helps the back office costs for
0: my organization. So that's phase two communication. I love that. And just again, it's all conveying that's like similar message but all coming in from different angles different pieces of this and just you can see how it evolves through these different phases Um, and now let's I guess dive into phase three of this and what that how that kind of would close out toward the end of the deal so phase three communication is in your last month of your anticipated
1: clothing of the deal and specifically we want to focus on price now and growth so this is a little bit of a faster one than phase two. Phase two is where all the continent. phase three is make your last statements, your last ask, if you will, and then stop talking. Otherwise saying, go dark, go silent. A lot of different ways of saying this, right? But you need to make sure that there's a line in the sand set at least two weeks prior to the close where there's extremely little close, uh, close communication with Salesforce. So, Let's go through the different levels, right? Level three, as a Salesforce admin in phase three, what would you say? You'd say something like this. Our executive team has informed me that they're looking at all options right now. And as a result, I'm helping them create a plan of action if we were to change what the change costs would be. Keep it as simple as that, right? Uh, Now, level two, the manager. The manager that is ultimately accountable for the contract with Salesforce. He would say something like this. Based on our communications that have talked about both growth, constraint, and cost, our specific ask to make a deal would be X. And essentially stop talking now there's a lot of work that goes up to this point right so i don't want to demean that it's not a simple like you literally send three messages and that's it this is the overall guiding principles of the phases three communication so the manager needs to be very clear that this is the price these are the services and these are the products if we were to continue with salesforce going forward and by the way I had a cost of change understanding from my Salesforce admin and from other due diligence that we've completed of what it would take to leave Salesforce and move to something else like Microsoft Dynamics or something of that nature. So that is your level two, phase three communication plan. Basically doing a hard line in the sand. Here's the price point. Here's the deal we'd accept. Your level one communication in phase three, so this is your C-level communication in phase three, be something like this. I've been informed by my team of all the avenues and all the opportunities that we're currently exploring. I understand that Salesforce has put some offers on the table. What I still have yet to see is how Salesforce is investing in our account. Like I said originally, and you can refer to phase two, right? Like I said originally, we are only focused on strategic suppliers that invest in our account. As a result, we are only going to make a deal in those, with those suppliers or make a plan to exit those suppliers that don't, that have a clear strategic purpose with us, that understand our business, understand our goals, and help us get to that point. We will not make any decisions that alter from that guiding principle.
0: That's your phase three, level one communication. I love that. And again, just you can see how this unfolds and just the different kind of levers this pulls on the different kind of communication points this hits on throughout all of this, which is just super powerful. Now, within that communication, as you get kind of through that, we also talked a bit about the legitimacy, the points to kind of reaffirm this. Is there... Any other things you would add? I guess on the legitimacy component and how to kind of weave that through all of those communications. Yeah, thanks, Jay. Great question. You know, the with the legitimacy,
1: you know, they have to they have to understand that you're not just actually good negotiators. They actually have to understand that you've done your due diligence, right? And so this is actually where we help clients specifically benchmark where their rates should be based on their industry, based on their size, et cetera. So they can confidently say that based on my industry in, let's call it automotive, right? And based on my size of uh, licensed product services, et cetera, based on a three-year deal, I know I should be paying X, Y, Z, right? Uh, giving them specific ammunition to help portray that message so that there's a level of guilt That is portrayed on the Salesforce admin um, and the Salesforce executive saying, we know we've been overpaying for this platform, right? Help us get to a point where we are comfortable now, where our rates are in line with the market, one, and two, our growth will actually benefit us from a price point versus uh, add additional costs into the environment.
0: Again, like you like you've said throughout all this, you you've shared all these communication points. But if you're just putting them out there with no credibility or no research or no thought behind it all, then you know it it, it falls flat. And um, this legitimacy is basically kind of the, the market intelligence, the other pieces that are going to really support those and make that all credible. That's a, that's exactly right. And depending on your your size, of your account,
1: right? This this either goes faster or slower depending if you spend. Let's call it eight to ten million dollars a year with Salesforce, um, to a hundred thousand a year with Salesforce, or even less than that. Right? Yeah. You know, the speed and the and the urgency here is is going to vary. However, all the guiding principles are the same. Salesforce needs to understand that you've done your homework, that you're aligned as an organization, and that you understand what the change costs are as well to leave Salesforce. Um, And nine times out of 10, our clients are not utilizing Salesforce in the way that they have paid for. And what I mean by that is uh, they have overbought, right? So right size to the right price. They have overbought both in uh, license type and license quantity. Uh, And so they need to repurpose those funds to other services or products that they can actually use. Um, and, And, you know, that's not a given. It might sound simple to talk about But that's actually very hard to do uh, from an actual contract negotiation with Salesforce. Um, It's not something that they readily offer. And, you know, to their credit, it's oftentimes because clients don't actually know. They don't actually do the internal homework. They don't do the
0: internal audit to check whether or not they're actually utilizing the platform properly. Salesforce recommendations like they're. Them making a roadmap, it's not always a bad thing. So there's a lot of customers that they need that, and they don't know what they need. And and then in other cases, you know, customers will buy the wrong thing, or they you know they think they know what they need, and then they get into the actual implementation, and it's just the adoption's not the same, or they they change strategic directions, or any number of things that, like you said, can lead to unutilized you know Salesforce products. And as you said, it's not always easy to just kind of shift around all those products. And to even identify internally as a company what shifts need to be made? So that's, again, where this whole process is just, it's a lot more difficult than a simple negotiation often.
1: That's exactly
0: right. Exactly right,
1: yeah. Um, and you have to have a plan, right? I'll repeat myself, because I know I sound like a broken record, but 80% of negotiation is planning. And so simply, if you do nothing else, you know, you don't hire us, you don't hire another firm to help you with this, do nothing else other than On a piece of paper, list out your three levels of leadership inside your company, Salesforce admin, manager, C-level. List out three phases as three different columns and specifically identify just key points, key talking points that can be guiding principles in those communications as you go through the journey. Do nothing else as document those. Come together in a room with an hour meeting, everybody aligns, stack hands. It'll be incredible. You'll achieve extraordinary results in comparison of just winging it. You just have to have a plan. You have to have
0: it documented and you have to execute correctly. Dan, thank you again for all this, the amazing, valuable insights in this episode. We'll uh, we'll come back around with, I think, one more in this series on just kind of some final tips on the negotiation, some additional kind of tactics to pull into the mix on Salesforce. But uh, thank you again for taking the time to share all the insights today. No problem, Jake. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and we hope you got a lot of value out of this show. If you need help reducing your IT software costs, then reach out to us at thenegotiator.guru for a free review of your contract. We will take a look at your contract at no cost and let you know if there's an opportunity for cost reduction. Again, you can contact us at thenegotiator.guru. That's dot .guru.